Everywhere I go as a black woman, I'm a black woman first. It doesn't matter that I'm a student at Georgetown. It doesn't matter that I have this amazing internship next summer. When people look at me, they see a black woman. And I take that with me wherever I go. And there is no question that we're coming out of a year like 2020 where people are just now becoming conscious of the fact that being black actually means something. It has this kind of currency that can kill you, literally kill you. And doesn't mean that black death is like this new thing. Like Emmett Till happened so many years ago and nobody really like seemed to care then. And now it's become this thing, right? And so coming here to play this is about uplifting other black people and giving black people something to root for besides everything else that's out there that's killing us. And then not only that, how beautiful is it that we're starting out with a cast with 50% POC, right? There's another black woman right there that looks like me who's also playing this game with me. Another piece to that is that the fan base that is watching this, for them to meet a Liana or a Shan or a Danny or a Deshaun, like, they get to understand that blackness is not, you know, this monolith, this one thing. Like, we're all types of black. We're, we're black in different ways. And to Deshaun's point, it's like, we love this game too. We don't just want to have this all black alliance and, and throw strategy out the window. Like, we want to play. We want to, you know, like, let's get Shan out because she is a huge threat. Like, we want to do both, but how do we do it at the same time? And of course, that's a factor when we're playing this game. Like, I'm black wherever I go. That's just it. Welcome back to Bitter Jurors. We are a queer Survivor Superfan podcast. As always, I am your host, Derek Reining, and shake the dice and steal the rice. It's Sam Sanish. This week, I'll be reporting as our sister podcast, who is a queer Sex Lives of College Girls superfan podcast. Oh. Uh, very similar, but a little different. I would live for that, honestly. I have to catch up on... Did they just drop, like three episodes at once or something. See, I don't know because on uh, past midnight on Friday, I watched the premiere and then all day yesterday, Saturday, or uh, I guess not all day, but I watched the, the following seven episodes in a row. So oh. I, <laughs> I only know that eight episodes are out. I don't really know the release <laughs> patterns uh, because I just caught up, but it is so good. <laughs> it is giving Steven bomb, whatever is going on. <laughs> 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 that is really funny. Uh, yeah, uh, but yes, we are here to talk about episode eleven of season forty-one of Survivor, and we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it. I would say, hundred um, percent. The season has been oscillating on all cylinders. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, as Matt Lagory tweeted, the jury phase boot order has been tragic but it's hard not to be when you love all these people so much um mm -hmm. so i feel like every loss would be a hard one absolutely yeah we talked about that last week about the idea of all of our girls are leaving us um but you know i feel like this one was especially tough because once again we're getting this pattern of we talk about a really important social issue and then a, a minority player, specifically a black person, will leave that very same episode. But just like last week, I don't know, it was still like a good episode because there were like zero twists and it was all about like the people and their interactions with the other. Well, okay, I said zero twists, but there's a really horrible twist in this episode, but thankfully it did not amount to anything. Um, yeah, if they ever start talking about the ex life experience of being a gay Latino man. I, I uh -oh. would be worried about regard. <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> the alarms will start going off. Yeah, yes, I'll be like, uh, watch out. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about the do or die thing and just get it out of the way? 
hundred percent. So this is something that we had heard reports of coming up. We didn't know exactly how it was going to go down, but uh, probably four weeks ago, I'd say at this point, we started hearing spoilers that there was this do or die twist coming up that people would that I forget. I think Christine said when she first heard about it, she was like, "It is even worse than <laughs> so, like a merge twist." And we were like, "Yeah, how could it be?" Uh, but it, it was. Um, and yeah, we heard that you could sit out of the immunity challenge, and if you didn't sit out, the first person who went out would like basically flip a coin. We I think we were hearing, and then they would get eliminated or not. Yes. Um, it turned out to be not quite that. It was like a Monty Hall problem, um, which is weird. Like, I seriously, they had to have, like, just gone through, like, a book of every, like, um, what do you even call those? Like, brain twisters or whatever, probability. I mean, I think it's things. like, it's, I, I feel like Jeff, in the very early phases of the show, talked a lot about chaos theory. And I, it feel, like, I don't think that this is chaos theory, but it feels like very in line with like stuff he was trying to bring into the show back then. Um, and I, yeah, I, I like you, I don't really know what they're specifically called, but it feels like Monty Hall and Prisoner's Dilemma are two of the same. It's like, it's kind of things where you have to put like both options on. Um, yeah, it's like a more in the left of a. Yeah, thing. I guess. I don't know. But anyway. Um, I, this is a really horrible twist. The idea of, like, someone <laughs> just going home with no vote is, like, the antithesis of what the show's about. They make such a big deal about how much they hate when people quit. They hate medevacs, but suddenly when it's part of the game, they're okay with it. It, like, doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I'm so glad that, um, Deshaun survived this, <laughs> like, because... I I don't know what I would do if we were watching a season where someone just had to just went home because yeah, of this. and I feel especially because I like especially knowing that it's Deshaun, like I feel like if he went home because of this, we wouldn't have gotten so much of what we've come to love about his character. Like I feel like he would have been like really shielded, which is something they tend to do when people are taken out by these kinds of twists, uh, mm-hmm. and like and just really not like I feel like they wouldn't have wanted people to like him that much because they people would be mad that he got taken out this way and so i'm glad that he survived so that we could have like i just feel like none of the Mm. challenge throwing thing where i feel like people really started to love deshaun would have been a part of the show and i feel like all of his like interactions with shan where he's like well i actually really don't like the way you're communicating like i feel like we wouldn't (laughs) have gotten anything like that um so i was really really happy that it didn't turn out that deshaun went out on the twist something I didn't know about this was going in and I didn't even realize until after the challenge had happened was that if Deshaun survives, he is immune. And I don't really think that that needs to be a part. Like, I don't like the twist from the beginning, but like that part of it doesn't make any sense to me at all because he's still the first person who went out of the immunity challenge. Yes. See, this is my thing here where I'm like, okay, this already is really horrible, but here's one way we could make it like a teensy bit less horrible. And it's, it, I thought of it as soon as when Deshaun dropped like 30 seconds in and Jeff was like, oh, um, well, there goes all the tension of this challenge. It's like, okay, then why wasn't the twist? You can choose to sit out or whoever comes second in the immunity challenge has to do the do or die twist. 
So then it's like we the tension keeps going because like you want to win, but you also maybe don't want to be second place. Like that to me is a little more interesting television because then once you get down to the last two, it's really, really terrifying for those two people. And also the second place person has still has a shot at immunity, but it's also it comes with this other bad thing. Um, so I think that would work a little better if we have to have this twist, which we don't, we don't have to have this twist. Um, but that's just my thought is because I think Jeff realized in that moment that that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, it didn't hit him until he was saying out loud three sec, less than three seconds in all tension gone. And then you can <laughs> even see it on like the faces of the other people competing where they're just like, oh, okay, I guess it's back to just being a normal immunity challenge. Right. Um, I, all this week since watching this episode, I've just been thinking about how, to my memory, there is one twist that they've ever done that has universal fan support, which was that the Second Chance cast was a fan vote. And they've yes. never done that ever again. <laughs> and then every other, I just feel like the do or die twist will be back to 42. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jeff, Jeff's, like, Jeff's whole thing at the beginning of the season was, Every time we introduce a twist, everybody hates it. And then, okay, and then he quote, and then he, apparently he, then he says, but then people come around on it, which still waiting for that part of mostly on the mostly stuff. But like, <laughs> I was just thinking about like the one thing that has re received complete acclaim has never once been attempted ever again in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> exactly like that, or like even like even though people hate one world the season, I think people love the idea of a one world twist. Like mm. that has never come back um i yeah it's always the ones people hate the most that he thinks like people want i don't understand it mike white you we know you've been doing the hard work but like what is going on babe you i don't know what's <laughs> happening i know we're asking this man to like plug up every hole that pops up as jeff like has new horrible ideas yeah but i don't know there's there's something needs to change here <laughs> i agree but ultimately we can be thankful that this twist didn't turn out horribly uh for us which is just like i tweeted this up but it's just like if if this twist works to its completion there's no vote and someone just like randomly is taken out of the game and i just don't understand there's no i don't understand what the tension is there but thankfully that didn't happen deshaun yes. did not die uh and i'm very happy about that yes i i did love that the like people trying to talk about um <laughs> like like erica's like i don't wish you to die thing was really funny yeah um but anyway, I was I just wanted to get all that shit out of the way so we can like talk about the rest of the episode, which was actually very good. I enjoyed this episode again. Um, and we start out with kind of the ramifications, the shanifications of the Shan Vodo. Yeah. Uh very interesting to get the perspectives of like who thought that they were doing what. Like Xander <laughs> really yeah. uh thinks this was his move which i was really laughing about how like i felt like last episode we didn't really hear from him almost at all and yes. then in this episode he's like i did it, it was me i took and everyone else in the cast is like ricard did this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really funny and it's also like very upsetting i think to see maybe danny and deshaun and i mean liana obviously understands that she is in a much worse position after this but i think they maybe are starting to realize that because liana points out to them she's like look what you did look at that four that's over there in the like on in the shelter right now um we talked about that last week like we didn't really understand the logic of like why danny and deshaun wanted to take shan out here of all places i get wanting to take her out 
because she's a big threat, but not at was that was like eight, right? Yeah, it was literally <laughs> at the breaking point where they could either have the majority or not have the majority, and they elected to <laughs> not. <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, and I think they maybe realized that in this moment, um, which sucks for them. Um, but it's, I guess, good for the people on the bottom, like Xander, who suddenly yeah. is feeling like he's top dog, um, which is, again, very hilarious. And um, in, the sh- in the shelter at one point, Xander is talking to Erica and Heather, and he's like, did we just go from the bottom to the absolute top? And I, it's just like, yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> for some reason, they decided to give you guys the game. Yes, <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so that's going on. Liana obviously is very upset with Daniel and Deshaun for this decision. Um, but then Deshaun is also very upset. At, he says he's upset at Ricard and Shan. Um, I get being upset at Shan for like basically like blowing up his game there by calling him a snake. I don't get like why Ricard is that the like target of his ire here. Uh, yeah, I guess it's because. Chan is not actually there uh, due to his own machinations, but like yeah. it, he's mad. He's mad that Ricard is getting the respect of Chan over him, even though they, he, from his point of view, they did the exact same thing. And especially like because like Danny's not getting the same uh, ire, and it, she's just he's just like very confused about it. And yeah, it's very interesting because like from a meta perspective, when Chan goes out of the game you would rat like to the other players around you you would rather have her call you a snake than say you have my million dollar vote uh but i can understand being confused about it and especially with him being like oh i guess i am not getting her jury vote and like that's like that would make me mad but it's sort of like but to the other six people it's like then you're less of a threat Right, I, that's what I thought, which is why I thought it was weird that he was, like, going to go home tonight, if not for the getting immune. Um, I don't know, is it maybe just because that four purely wants to, like, make sure that they have the numbers? Which, I mean, they end up doing anyway by getting out Liana. Um, but I guess maybe the idea was, like, they would rather work with Liana than Deshaun. I think that they are, I think it's very clear to them that Liana is not, in a pair with Deshaun and Danny anymore because mm. of them betraying her uh, and they voted for her. And so I think that they would rather have Liana around who has nobody than this pair in the, uh, in the group still. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. But I, yeah, that really is awful for them. I think they're realizing now that, yeah, they're just going to get picked off. Um, well, who knows? Hopefully not. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ricard is being described as like top dog. He's like the biggest threat to win. Um, and Ricard is talking about Deshaun's game as very confused. Um, and they have this sort of like coming together. As <laughs> we keep having these scenes of like Deshaun apologizing, but like we never see like the point, like the moment where he decides to do that. It's very weird. Um or we don't really see like the moment that inspires the apology. Like, I feel like we saw him talk to Ricard a little, but it wasn't like a huge argument or a blow up as far as I could see. Yeah. He acted as if it was. It definitely wasn't like Deshaun directly to Ricard, like yelling at him in any way. It was just like, well, it's interesting to me that she did this and like sort of like talking, but I could, I feel like, I think that's part of what the ultimate, tribal discussion is partially about because and that's how it gets started off where like 
Deshaun is hyper aware of how he's coming off and if he even perceives himself to be the slightest bit aggressive because he's a black man and so he's like wanting to get ahead of that even if like there's nothing even if there's potentially nothing that could be read in that way I'm sure that he's like thinking about it a lot and wants to make sure that like he's coming across in the way he wants to come across right exactly um which is yeah I'm glad that they have that talk even though like we said it uh, doesn't really amount to anything in, the, in like the game sense um but we'll get to that when we get to tribal um but yeah. I, what i th- what i think is funny is though is like deshaun keeps doing this he did this to evie but he's doing it to liana here in this episode where he like is like i want to work with you to the person who's like gonna go home that episode <laughs> like what is going on there yeah well i think he's just like it's just so st- it's just so strange where he like keeps trying to work with the people who are on the bottom. And then ultimately he's like, well, actually, I don't know. It's just like, actually I will stay in the majority. Thank you. Except now that he's not really in the majority. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he wants to work with Liana, but it doesn't seem like anybody wants to work with him and Danny. So there's no way for the three of them to come together, even if they like, do their best right <laughs> um but yeah so we get that like this whole thing which is like very much about like shans being voted out um but then we get this like really sweet scene of danny um talking about his dad and like his experience of like a lot of having a lot of guilt growing up um uh, from losing his dad um which i i really liked this whole scene i thought it was very sweet and i love danny so much me too all of the pictures of him and his mom were really great um i think it was it's just such a interesting perspective to have on early parental death where he's like i was so mad at him for so long to uh for like not being at all these things and obviously he has no control over that and it's just like it was to be living with that sort of like to be living with that sort of just that life for like these past 25 years and like thinking about how that would impact his game or like or like his experiences on the island in the show and just like how his whole life has been related to that was very touching. Um, And I feel like that's another thing about this episode where people are like getting ahead of any, any weirdness or like, they're just trying to keep things separate between the game and their personal like feelings where Danny's like, well, if I'm weird today, just know that (laughs) it's the 25th anniversary of my dad dying. So I'm just dealing with that right now. And like, I just, I really like how open everybody is. I feel like we've been saying that all season, just like everybody's very clear mm-hmm. with each other about what they're thinking mm-hmm. and like what, like what's going on with them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I do like that a lot. Um, and so, which makes it like so awesome that he wins immunity. Um, but I do think it's interesting. Like now that we, like after the scene, I was like, okay, so like probably we're not getting a family visit this season. Um, so I now like the intro packages make a lot of sense to me, like that we're seeing the family more. So we like they maybe can feel like there was a family visit this season because like they're on TV. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I never, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we go into this. Um, what I will always think of as the Philippines final immunity challenge. Me but too. <laughs> I think uh, that's the one that has had the most impact. But who else has? This is like a someone else. Oh, this is this Suri one. in Micronesia yes. also loses this, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the official Im- robbed goddess sort of challenge. So it's, it feels a little cheapened to put it here, but you know, whatever. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so uh, they do the little thingy. We already talked about the do or die thing, which is very stupid. And I don't know why it's here at like final seven. Derek, um, if you were, I, I would say that if this opportunity was given to me, I would sit out of the track. Absolutely 100% I'm sitting out. <laughs> like that's just, it's just not happening. I'm sorry. I don't care if I like get voted out that night. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'd rather be voted out than have to leave the game. However, of, yeah. Once that happens, and then you sit out, and it starts, and Deshaun goes out immediately, I'd be like, oh my god, why didn't I come here? Uh, yeah, that's totally, yeah. yeah, I'm sure Erica, Heather, like, was it, was it Erica and Heather and Liana, or was it just Erica and Heather, I think, that set out? No, Liana definitely set out. Okay. But I felt like Erica competed, I don't remember. I, yeah, I, oh, it was, yeah, Erica was in, you're right, I think it was just Liana and Heather that set out. Um, but yeah, so the, it comes down to the two immunity hogs this season plus Danny. Um, so it was like, the, I don't know, Danny winning was very gratifying in a lot of ways. Not that I don't like Ricard or Xander, obviously it's just like, you never, it's never fun to see the same people win immunity over and over again. Um, so yeah, it's fun Definitely. to switch it up a little. Plus yeah. the, I mean, like you said earlier, like the whole, the, the, the emotional storyline of the episode to that point had really been Danny's. Like, we, even though we got, like, some stuff between Ricard and Deshaun, it was all very game-focused, so it was really great to have the build-up with his the story about his dad and then to have him win immunity, especially because it really seemed like he is on the bottom, even if he wasn't the exact first target. Uh, he definitely needs to start winning immunities at some point. Because, like, if, yes. if Deshaun was immune... I'm like, and Danny didn't have immunity. I feel like Danny would have gone home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they go back after this, and Deshaun is told he has to do the do or die thing. Uh, what I think is funny is that Deshaun's like first, like he like talks to Danny first of all people. I don't know. I feel like if I'm Deshaun at that point, like I would start like trying to formulate something. <laughs> I guess, but I like especially since knowing that it's either going to be he isn't in the game anymore and there's no vote or he's immune, I think it makes sense to get with... He's, one, Danny is his number one closest ally, and also he is immune. And so, like, I think they need to get on the same page about, like, what they will do, knowing that neither of them can be eliminated in this potential vote, like, in what they want to see happen. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, I keep forgetting that, like, immunity is the other thing for him, which I think is weird as well, like we talked about. But whatever. <laughs> um, what I think, what I like about that scene, though, is, like, really cute to me how Danny is, like, kind of making fun of Deshaun. He's like, dude, you dropped after three seconds. Um, and which, it's interesting, yeah, like, they're, they are, I feel like, the people who the show has allowed to speak out against the twist, where, like, yeah. <laughs> like when the merge thing happened, I don't remember who I feel like both of them were like reacting very negatively to the twist in general. Yeah, Deshaun um, and, was like facially reacting to it and that but like had to like he put on like the PR voice and was right. like, Yes, this is great, Jeff. Or he's like, This is nude. <laughs> like, yeah. Whereas Danny was just outwardly like, This is awful. <laughs> yeah, and Danny had the thing where he was like, Uh, he said we were immune and now we're not. Uh, and so now it's now it's Deshaun again getting uh, fucked by these twists. Unfortunately, uh, sad. It is. It's like Eric on the Gray Rocks. They just keep following her everywhere. Um, 
But yes, yeah, so they kind of talk about uh, the idea of taking out Ricard because he's the biggest threat, according to, I guess, everyone, except Xander, who thinks he's the biggest threat. Um, no, even Xander yeah, is like... like Xander's like... Um, once Ricard is out, chilled. it's me. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I think is... I've, I mean, that feels... I don't know. I don't know if Xander's the next biggest threat, but he certainly is someone that, that I think people would be looking to once Ricard is gone. Um, Especially with just, all of his immunity wins, but I he, definitely... I, from my perspective of watching, I'm like, okay, but yeah, he's winning immunity, but I feel like may, I mean, maybe people will respect that, but I'm sort of like, is he a threat to win the game or is he a threat to win immunity? That's, I think, the problem here, and I don't think he's, like, realizing that. Maybe? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, Danny and Sean want Ricard out, and but the rest of the group is thinking more so of like we want to solidify that this four will have a majority no matter what. So I think that's kind of the justification for taking out Liana at this point. Um, especially for we hear from Erica, she feels like a swing vote where she could go either way. Um, she has a really great line about like rolling the dice, um, which there is no dice <laughs> as we learn, but there are dice, but you don't roll them. Yes. Um, to, to be fair to Erica, it definitely sounds like there should be a die here involved in this. Um, but uh, yeah, she talks about this idea of like, yeah, it could go either way. Ricard is a big like threat to win, but Liana, she seems to think could like rustle up a little more chaos. I, yeah, she like would rather work with Ricard than with Liana. Mm -hmm. I loved <laughs> when, she, when when her and Xander are talking about who they want to target and like they're talking over their options. They're sort of like at one point they're talking about Ricard and Eric is just like, yeah, he's like kind of good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> he's perfect and we love him and would love for him to win. <laughs> the thing about the um shot in the dark challenge that I'm thinking about now, I feel like the replacement theory slash like grabbing the bags one in twelve thing or two and twelve thing is very similar in my mind to the Monty Hall problem and the prisoner's dilemma thing where you're sort of like, well, the the problem the percentage that you'll get a safe one changes the more people who do it or blah blah blah. That sort of thing right. you're talking about with Gabby. Uh, and so I don't know. I don't know what book they read of these like yeah. probability twisters. Exactly. I'm like, it had to have been Jeff took like a summer class during quarantine or something online on something like game theory. Um, Final yeah, Unity I, is going to be heads or tails. <laughs> know that. <laughs> I I mean, it, it it will happen someday. We already got the fucking family visit rock draw, so why not that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we get to um, this tribal, um, which I, I really like this tribal. I think it's an important thing. We kind of talked about it before where Deshaun was speaking to this idea of like this duet or these like dual ideas of like, black players like minority players but like especially black players i think have this like burden they have to deal with where i'm coming into this game as not just a survivor player who can just do whatever without any consequences i'm also a black person who has to be aware of that fact and how that's going to affect my game and how i'm going to come across on television um and so i'm glad that um pretty much everyone like got to sort of say their piece on like why that just like is not a fun position to be in um, and Liana, especially, I think, was the star of this tribal, um, which is a shame. Liana and a silent fan. They really, <laughs> yes. they they kept cutting to Shan looking at Liana, uh, which I really, I love to see Shan. It was just funny to just like 
they really lingered on the shot of her on the jury bench, which I, I liked, but it was a big relapse. Yes, the reaction shots. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love Chan's hoops. I, I can't yes. say it enough. Just very evocative earrings. Mm -hmm. The whole jury is serving. We love them. No doubt about uh, that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a lot of Shan shots for sure. Um, we hear a lot from Liana and Deshaun kind of like breaks down at one point talking about the Shan vote. Um, and the, um, I think everyone has like something decent to say, except I was, I don't know. It's, it was very similar to like the Zeke tribal where it's like some people who probably, I mean, obviously these tribals go on for a long time. I'm sure everyone spoke a lot. And so, but I think it's always interesting that the show will choose to show like, let's have, let's cut to the one white man in the room and hear his thoughts on this situation. Or let's hear what Heather, a 70 year old white woman has to think about this. 70? I don't, sorry. That's really rude. <laughs> I know. Um, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, I, I think that there are, I think there's some strange discussions in conversations that come out of the show editing the conversations to use the word people of color and black interchangeably um, compared to like what I'm sure is actually being said. Like I feel like Liana, Danny and Deshaun are probably speaking in specifically black terms. And then like sometimes they'll probably franken by it to just be people of color. And I feel like a lot of people reacted to that where they're like, well, why aren't Ricard and Erica being like included in these discussions on the episode? But like, clearly the discussion is about the experience of being a black person in the game of Survivor or in life as opposed to any person of color. Right. And like uh, Liana like s talks about the idea of like 50% POC is what she says yeah mm -hmm. um but it's yeah it is specifically about being a black player um which is why i think we hear less from like ricard and erica in this moment which is is fine i think that's an important conversation to have and it's always an important sort of distinction to make instead of like generalizing um which is like you said something a show the show likes to do sometimes it's like sure. sort of lump everyone together but, but i anyway. felt like for xander's one i feel like xander really only had that one comment and i felt like he that his piece got out of the way, which was good. Like, I felt like he was just like, I I think he had a good perspective on it. And then I feel like Heather, I think that it is important to admit ignorance, but I don't think that the way she uh, went about it was the exact good, <laughs> goodest way possible. Learning and growing. We're growing and learning here. Yes, I just yes. wouldn't have admitted to not knowing these conversations are going on <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, uh, like I get the... Um, desire to be like, I'm so sorry that that's something you have to deal with, but also like acting, yeah, the way she talks about it as if she had, it had never occurred to her that a Black person might have to have these thoughts while they're playing Survivor. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we get it, girl. <laughs> and I felt like before, like several episodes ago, and probably at the merge specifically, I was like critical of the Black Alliance being highlighted in the way that it was if it wasn't gonna be um like an ultimately someone from that group wins and i think that's still where i'm at um but i i mean that's not i i think that still that none of them are gonna win but i think that it's still now i feel like seeing this ultimate climax and conclusion potentially of this plot line i felt like it's obviously important for them to have introduced it because it's been such a running theme throughout like the first half of the merge yeah for sure and um it, it, but also yeah like that alliance is like 
they were a huge part of like everything that's going on. So it makes sense. Um, yeah, the conflicts wouldn't have been able to be like understood uh, without it, and all like to culminate in this discussion. Right, which I think is very interesting. Then that Liana goes home here, and yeah. I think it's a very telling that they cut to Shan's reaction, which she seems to be very upset by. Which I totally understand. I, she's kind of like on the same page we are, where it's like, okay, we just had this amazing conversation about like how hard it is to be a black person, but also a black woman, specifically playing Survivor, and then you vote her out after you just voted the other black woman out. I I understand her frustration here in this moment. Um, so I'm I hope we get to hear more. I feel like this conversation will probably come back up at Final Tribal, like no matter who's sitting at the end. Um. So I'm, I'm very interested. I haven't watched Ponderosa yet either, so I don't know if that comes up. I would highly recommend watching both Shan and Liana's Ponderosas. Um, both of them, I just watched them this morning. They are really great. Liana uh, does a spoken word piece about her experience. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, I watched and... the Shan one because they did the musical number together. Yes, great. Also great. Okay, why during the music number? They're clearly saying the Jeff Probst, but the captions say Jeff Probst. It's like what are you doing? Why are you trying? Why are you trying to silence their article? <laughs> exactly. Stop silencing artists. <laughs> um, um, okay. So yeah. So Liana goes out. What? Uh, I don't know. What are our thoughts on this decision by the group? I think it makes a lot of sense, obviously, for the four because it just yeah, solidifies I mean, them. Yeah. The, that's that was the majority's only play. Uh, I. I, th I mean, it's the only thing they could do since Danny and Sean were both immune. Uh, I think that it shouldn't have come to this since it doesn't it it doesn't make logical sense for the four to have cannibalized themselves last episode. Like Liana said, like wh why would you go into the seven losing one of your four? Like it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. So I think that this decision is their only play because if they don't, then they go into the six even. And it's just like, why would you ever do that? Exactly. Yeah. So they, um, it makes a lot of sense for the four. And I think, I mean, I feel like Danny and Deshaun, like I said, realized pretty quickly that they are now very much on the bottom. Um, so I'm really curious to see if either of them can manage to maneuver. I feel like, I don't know. I feel pretty good about Danny because just because I feel like people like him. I don't know. And I feel like he, I don't know. Who do we think, uh, like, do we think Danny or Deshaun will go next, or do we think the four will decide that they have a little wiggle room? See, I don't know, because I feel like we saw when they were taking out Shan that Erica and Heather feel close to Danny and mm -hmm. feel like they're able to work with him. And so, like, I feel like that could possibly happen again, where, like, Erica is, like, trying to probably going to try to take out Ricard coming up and like she'll use Danny and Deshaun to do that but then I like I just I feel like it's not going to work out but we'll see what happens but I just feel mm. like uh I feel like that's something that could still go on like Luvu is still four of the final six people who are in the game <laughs> and so like that could come together uh going forward yeah um well any other thoughts on the episode before we get into edgy stuff Yes, I, there was a one other, I mean, we brushed over it a little bit, but there's this, the, the, the Sean and Ricard scene, 
the morning after their blow up. I really liked, um, and it wasn't just because of Deshaun's, like, from our perspective, un unnecessary apology, but I really liked that Ricard was coming to him to be like, you're coming off paranoid to everybody. And like, he's like, he, like mm -hmm. for whether this is like his attempt at like, game like if he's trying to game Deshaun and like trying to like manipulate him to like get him closer to him or like whether it's like coming from his heart or whatever it is I really I was making me think of coach and Tyson and <laughs> uh in a more humane way, yes. a less a less coachy way but it's still sort of yes. just being like hey like just want to check in to let you know that like these people are having this reaction to you and like these are things that maybe you could we could all work on Right, yes. It's a more humane version of coach is a great way to put it. I feel like um, I've been making a lot of coach comparisons. Yeah, you compared Shan to I, coach and who again? Kim. Kim, Kim. Is, <laughs> Kim and coach is Shan in my mind. There's, I'll never, it's just, it makes so much sense. I could absolutely see that, yes. <laughs> uh, so, okay. As, uh, um, we like who do you episode. think is going home in the episode before the finale? Damn, I forget we're already there. Um, Hmm. I'm gonna oh I don't know. I'm like of two minds here. Uh, I uh, well I'm just uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to get into edgy stuff here. I'm gonna say it's going to be Deshaun, is my guess next week. Hmm. I think it's gonna be Danny. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm just like yeah. It's some yeah. I feel like this four is gonna stick together, is me I think too. what we both agree on. I I and I and I think that Ricard will ultimately feel like he's better able to work with Deshaun or like that sort mm, of thing, and they'll that's take out Danny. Or maybe Deshaun will win immunity. I don't know. Yeah, I I just think like you said, it's either going to be Deshaun or Danny or like I don't know, maybe like Heather <laughs> catches a stray bullet. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, oh, I also saw on the subreddit this week that Heather now has the same percentage of confessionals as Purple Kelly did, and so people please. saying people say the word purple too early, blah blah blah. No, it's like directly applicable in this case. Absolutely. Poor, poor Heather, you know, but she's learning and growing. So, you know, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, Sam, do you want to remind the people where to find you, uh, before we start to get into edgic? Yeah. I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. Follow this podcast at Bitter Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's what I'm doing. Nice. Um, we can find me at Rain Dirks on Twitter, and you can find me and our good friend Christine Palin over on Shadow Play Gaze, uh, our Twitter account, uh, which is the Twitter account for a podcast called Shadow Play Gaze, uh, where we talk about the 1997 anime revolutionary girl Utsuna. Um, we are like a little over halfway now, so it's getting down to the nitty gritty there too. Uh, Stan Chuck Ubi. I guess is my <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Okay, uh, that's my final message to the world. Stan Chakriya. Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I actually okay. don't even have anything to say about Edric. That's I right. just wanted to get the Chakubi word out there. Uh, you don't have any Edric thoughts, <laughs> just that. Um, but okay, I know I just said Deshaun. I could see Deshaun going, but actually, I'm like this whole episode feels like that. This is why Deshaun is a losing finalist episode, honestly. Mm. Um, because I feel like everything we hear about Deshaun is like how much people are not feeling him, how he's like it's almost, I don't know who to compare him to another losing finalist. He just is, like, very emotional. 
Um, and I think that the Shan reaction to Liana getting voted out is just going to be like more fire to like Shan's anti-Deshaun fuel. Um, so I feel like Deshaun is either going to make it to the end and lose or I don't know, go out in the finale at some point. I don't know. I would love it if he got to the end. And I think that that is a very good call to make at this point. I didn't really think in those terms. Um, but to I feel like he's comparable to other characters who have like been based around having a moral dilemma and i feel like it's like lisa welchel and um uh monica culpepper and all these people who are like i might flip i might like go to the minority like i might help you guys and then ultimately not sort of a sierra don thomas that sort of plot because i feel like we've gotten it a couple times like we talked about earlier in this episode evie and liana both he's like been like i'm not gonna write your name down i really want to work with you and then he lets them out so I don't yeah. think that's going to endear him to anyone. Definitely. Uh, which is too bad. Like, I, I still think he's a great character. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I feel like he and Erica are the two people who people are clinging to as Ricard alternatives. And in, in the case that Ricard doesn't win at this point, which gets, I mean, I've just spent the last couple of weeks being like, it's definitely him. It's definitely him. It's definitely yeah, him. This, episode... this episode was really, really good for Ricard. Absolutely. If very shades of Tony or Ben or any of those people who we hear like, oh, they're such a big threat to win. We got to get him out. This is our last chance. And then it doesn't happen. Um, it definitely felt very that. And this was like a good sort of quieter episode for him where he still got to talk a little, but he still like was like shielded from being like the alternate boot. Um and I don't know, but I did I did like this episode for Erica too, but I do think, like, you, I feel like losing finalists also, I could see it being, like, Ricard, Erica, Deshaun maybe. Like, I, I like that she got to be the swing vote here. I'm just, like, concerned about the whole, like, I don't know. She presented it as, like, Ricard is, like, the bigger threat of the two, but I, I don't know. I'm, like, she justified it a little. I don't know. But it still is, like, a lot of this is very too little too late for her. So I'm, like, I don't know. <laughs> I was seeing a lot of like Aubrey parallels in the way that they were like framing her mm. decision making and like being in the position of power where she was like, I really, I just feel like I, ever since like Aubrey, I've just been like, when people are like unsure of themselves or like Erica said, my head is spinning or something like that, like never good. Like when you see that, if you don't know which way the jury votes are falling, if you see yourself say your head is spinning, know that you probably aren't going to win. And I Mm -hmm. feel like she also like, rolling the dice here is just something that i'm sort of like is that like a good thing like i feel like i liked it because it like played into like the twist but i, yeah. I agree i think i don't know i feel like when we ever we would see sarah lacina be like the like swing vote which was like a big part of her game changer story arc was like being the swing vote every single time i i don't know i don't know if she was ever this like unsure or, or like spoke about it in those terms but then again it's like okay but maybe she just didn't say those things and maybe erica only was saying it in those terms i don't know but i i think it's like erica deshaun i feel like xander could be a losing finalist maybe like a fallen angel even i don't know but i feel like fallen angels get better edits than he gets (laughs) yeah i don't i mean it could i I mean there's very few placements left for any of these people so i think that he could still be uh fourth place like i feel like in my mind, it's gonna be Danny and then Heather and then Xander, I guess. And he'll go mm. out and fire. And then or maybe be- I feel like Heather could also be the fucking what's her name from Ghost Island, Angela. Mm. Oh, where Who they like just, Yeah. Was so from. just like a non entity. I feel like I that's don't... a thing they do with a lot of the 
fire making people also where like it's just like they don't know exactly what to do to this person so who gets taken out by this fire making twist so i feel like it's either like a rick devon thing or like a sarah like sarah was needed to be because she was close to tony and like that was the storyline but like i felt i feel like with like devon and lauren and uh kara and angela and it's just these people who like who are you you're our losing you're our, the person who goes out right before final tribal like this person who i don't have any concept of uh so that could easily be heather you're right yeah <laughs> i i don't know i'm just like the thing yeah i feel like it's ricard but i'm also scared because i feel like is is the shan target just gonna be on ricard now too but it's like also especially with the fire making challenge it's like you don't have many chances to take him out and he's an immunity beast so I make I don't know maybe he just wins it out to the end which I would not be upset at with him. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset, and I like think that it's very easy. Like you're saying, like he, he has could, to win like two more could, challenges. If he wins two more challenges, he is in the final four, and I like he's currently in a big group of, a group of four who has the majority, and like obviously a, a lot of people are recognizing that he is a huge threat to win, but like it he's in the powerful alliance right now and so like i feel like he has at least a little bit of safety and so i think it's i think it's ricard like i just feel yeah. like there's, there's very li little that could happen and if other people want at this point i would be really confused same um my only question edically now is like is xander ever going to use anything <laughs> He used his double vote uh, this episode. Oh, right. Okay. But it's like, okay, is the idol going to, is he going to tie Trang it and like just bring it to him to final tribal? I don't know. Um, I don't know. The I, double votes have been really weird. This They just uh, don't like, I feel like usually they do a better job of like, okay, I have my double vote. Maybe I'll use it tonight. And But then we only find out they used them like in the credit sequence. We're like, yeah. oh, interesting. Or if you're like paying, like, because when I watched it the first time this episode, I was like, Okay, yeah, Liana's gone. But then, then Jeff kept reading votes. I was like, did he make a mistake? Oh yeah. And then I it's, was like, oh no, yeah. there's. I guess there's eight votes here eight. for whatever reason. Even though they didn't, they didn't talk about that, <laughs> and they didn't talk about this being the final episode where you can use the roll your dice thing. Uh, Which is so until weird. at tribal, and it's just like, what was the if. If, Even Nasir reacted to that. He was like, "What?" <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. If Sydney hadn't used it, they would never have put it into the show. Like it just Honestly. wouldn't have been a part of the narrative. Uh, it it just, only came up when Jeff was like, "But what about the shot in the dark, guys?" Yeah, she was the only one who ever used it, and I it kind of it was a flop for me. I, I like we didn't like it from the beginning, and it, it never panned out into anything. And uh, hopefully, it doesn't come back. Yes, girl Flopiana, to quote Denali. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like we've narrowed it down to who we think could potentially win. Um, and, and it's names who have all been in circulation yeah. from the premiere. It's just that we, from the premiere, we were taking away that it, like the big people were Tiffany and Evie and Shannon Ricard. And then also we were talking about Erica, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like the top three were the people we thought initially and then all three of them went home and so we're left with the people who we were thinking about and but like didn't think that it would be them right uh which is kind of i don't know it's kind of fun but as always i will be a big proponent for um a good winner story it makes for an even better season um but i do i'm really liking the season so far i just I think, hope i think yeah. people have are 
overreacting when they say that no matter who wins, like their edit is bad. Like I just feel like Ricardo's had a good oh storyline and like has been present in the show even if he was like a little quiet. It's like he's always been with Shan, and Shan was this major power player, and I feel like it makes it, like he does he does not have a lot to complain about with his edit when he wins. I don't think. That's true. Yeah. I just, yeah, he went a little quiet in the beginning, but it's what, like you said, it's like Shan kind of, he can inherit the Shan of it all, kind of like Natalie Anderson. Plus, I also feel like he never like disappeared. Like he, mm-hmm. Shan, he was, Shan yeah. was a major character and she, he was her second in the storyline. And so like he was always there and she was always the one talking to him about what was going on. It was just that we were so wrapped up in Shan, we weren't like paying attention to him in his scenes as well. Right, which is, I mean, could be part of his winning story of, like, everyone was so concerned about Shan that they forgot I was here, blah, 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 whatever. So, yeah, I think we've kind of narrowed it down, but I'm I'm excited to see how this turns out, and I keep forgetting that we are already almost to the end of the season. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun. We had some, du- like, clunkers in there when, like, there was Twist of Palooza, but I think overall I'm gonna, I don't know, to me this is at least a top half season, like, if we're ranking it right now, which is kind of early to say that with two more episodes left, but I don't know. I'm really liking this season a lot. It's definitely not a bad one. I'm definitely really liking it. Having a great time. The cast is awesome. I love Survivor. Uh, I agree. Like I, 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 I think I've liked more episodes than I've disliked. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that like, I don't, I just feel like I have such high feelings about a lot of seasons of Survivor that I don't know if I would currently put this in the top half of all seasons. Um, but like, I definitely think it's really good. And I think that at the start of a new era, whatever that means, even though it <laughs> really seem to be new era, uh, that's what they're pushing. Uh, I think it's good. And I'm looking forward to what happens in 42. I hope they can take some lessons learned as always hopeful that they're I sort mean, of like thinking about what worked and what didn't work. I'm, uh, I don't know. I feel the fact that it's like they filmed it back to back. I'm scared for oh, whatever's coming up. Yeah. I don't mean with 42 specifically. I mean like probably the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, agreed. Hopefully there can be a second chance season. Hopefully Angelina Cardona Keeley can win a million dollar prize. <laughs> as she should. Yes. Yes. Going through um, my wish list uh, for the, 2022 survivor mm-hmm. um okay well thank you so much sam for talking through um this episode of survivor and i can't wait to keep talking um <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> i can't wait to keep talking yes okay well um thank you all for listening and we will see you all next week bye, bye.